This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Joanna Haggerty, and this is In Business with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Today with me is Meg Keithman. Meg was born in Asheville, North Carolina, and raised in Burnsville on her profit family farmland. She is a human undercurrent researcher, which is learning what makes people do what they do, an animal lover an adventure seeker, an entrepreneur, a poet, musician, and a free mother effing spirit. (laughs) She is a retired clinical laboratory scientist and biotechnologist who found out at the age of 30 that even though it appeared on the outside that she had a pretty nice life, she knew deep down that she had to completely start over in order to find out who she really was and to heal. This was one of the most difficult decisions that she, at that time, had been faced with in her adult life. This is where she was accredited as a bona fide gut follower because it meant leaving behind 10 plus years of investment of time, energy, focus, dedication, and money. Now that she's been on that journey for the last eight years, she knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was the right move as it turned out a life-saving decision. She knows that living life and creation is the only way forward for her. Now she spends her time creating music, writing, collaborating, and recording, transitioning her farmland and the house she grew up in into what will be Bear Moon Sanctuary and Retreat Center, spending time with a very small select group of individuals who are taking the pandemic very seriously, including her sweet husband, Paul, writing the intense emotional waves of 2020, moving forward as much as she can in her current restraints, and loving her new rescue pitfall, Ham. Hey, Meg, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Joanna. It is wonderful to be here today. I'm super excited. Yay, and you know, you and I have been one of those close groups of individuals that have been able to actually physically see each other this year, so what a gift that that has been for each of us, but truthfully... I always love reading through these bios and getting more inspired by my friends and colleagues. And I love the fact that you really just put it all on the table. And I really think I want to just unpack that for a minute. (laughs) Dude, I mean, it sounds fun. Let's do it. (laughs) Great. Well, maybe let's talk a little bit first about really what was that breaking point for you? I keep running into this reoccurring theme with artists and creatives where we find jobs, we find work, and then we just still realize that there's some greater calling. So clinical laboratory scientist and biotechnologist to artists, talk me through it. <laughs> uh, you know, it um, It was really, I, I equate it to having just this giant bowling ball in the in the pit of my core, like in my belly. And it's just like throwing itself around. Um, it was very physical and visceral for Mm -hmm. me. And I, I was in a lot of, you know, just an emotional pain and, you know, things were coming to a head 
at my job, I, I was actually working in oncology at mission mm. and, um, you know, it, it, there, there were just things that I just knew inside of myself that I had to go, I couldn't be here anymore. And, um, and so I think it's different for everybody, but for me, it was just, I, I couldn't ignore it. There was no way. And if I did, if I continue to ignore that, then it's, it's very well possible that it could have caused a depression yeah. that has, that would have taken my life. And, and I know that because even after I started on the journey, you know, we all have, we all come into this world and there's this, there's this trauma that's, mm. that's here for all of us to experience in our own ways. And I had mine and uh, it really left a mark and it was unresolved. And so as it turns out, like, being, you know, making this transition to being a musician, knowing that even though I had never played piano before, even <laughs> though I had never really written a song since I was a small child, I used to do this stuff when I was little. Uh, I was just like, I know this is what I have to be. And I know this is what I have to do. And, you know, there, there really wasn't a person in my life at that time that could really understand. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you just know when you just know, you know, and there's, and, you know, like it seemed as though all of those people in my life right then were there to be testers. Yes. You know, <laughs> had lined them up to test whether or not I was really serious. Yeah. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> so that's and for you to actualize your true potential you had to really walk through all of that internal and external, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. battles and, and interesting ways of really being challenged for the new opportunity to come forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, you get done with sort of the clinical laboratory scientist label and you're sort of open for a free world. How did you know where to start and what to do. What, what did you do? (laughs) Well, that was one of the more fun parts of this story. Um, (laughs) We, we just, my husband was also coming to an end with this uh, company that we had invested in and he was about to transition out of that. And so we both just decided uh, that we were going to end our careers at the same time and then go uh, to Europe and backpack through Europe for a couple Mm. of months. So we went to, you know, like, 11 different countries and um, had a phenomenal time. It was when we got back that uh, life got very real. (laughs) When the real work has to be done is when it gets hard. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, it's crazy how that works. You know, you come back from a big trip like that. We were really pumped to be back home. But, you know, like uh, real life set in and, you know, I went back to serving tables. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the gig economy is always there for the artist who's desperate for yeah. the, the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I went back to serving tables and that was, you know, that was a big hit on my ego after, yeah. after everything um, I had been, and I had already, you know, been in the service industry for, for 17 years, you know, high school and beyond. And so I, I went back and felt all the feels with that. And uh you know, and then I became a nanny. Um, and then we started, well, we started doing Airbnb out of our house and it just, ever since I left and, you know, it still continues to this day. Um, you know, I just find odd jobs and (laughs) hustle and just make it work, you know, and until, 
until, you know, my, my business is just fully taken off. And as we already said in my bio, I mean, that's under construction and I'm just, and of course, 2020 has uh, removed my touring with my right. band. So, and that's kind of um, what I really wanted to talk about next. Cause I feel like the first, from my perspective and correct me if I'm wrong, but the first major creative project you were able to sort of build as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. has been Emma's Lounge. Yes. So talk a little bit about how, how that started, what that process has looked like, because that alone has had many iterations itself. It has. And, you know, like I will say, you know, I want to hand over. So the vast majority of the credit to my <laughs> bandmate, Logan Vinderlich, because he, he founded the band and, um, you know, we, we found each other, I guess, a little over five years ago. And, um, you know, we just immediately, you know, it took, it took just a little bit, but like, once we found our groove, we were like, holy crap, I really like working with you. And, you know, he does a lot of the driving. Um, he does a lot of the driving with, when it comes to, to business. And of course, uh, I, I do a lot of things too, but more or less, there's a lot that goes into, you know, managing music. Yeah. Um, distribution and touring and you know, writing. <laughs> practicing. Oh, 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 that, that, yeah, we're on a business show. So <laughs> I, you are, I am loving that about you. You're putting on your best suit and tie. I can tell, but you can unbutton a little, my dear. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we're shifting more over into the creative side. Yeah. yeah I would like love that. for you to feel that that's where you can just talk about and I'll bring the business to the table. Don't you worry. Oh, Girl, see, this is why I love you. Oh, <laughs> putting on some uncomfortable jeans that I needed to unbutton there. So, and, and that's part of why I bring people just like you here is that you, even in this show, are exhibiting how you are a creative entrepreneur and you still worry about how you come off and are, am I doing it right? And that is so raw and so real. And it is something every single one of us face. Like, I don't even know if we've had this conversation because I don't think we're as close friends, but when expand failed, I went and ran a restaurant in downtown after I had just put hundreds of thousands of dollars back into the arts community. I am making drinks and like two or three people from the community came in and it was such a hard pill for me to swallow. And, you know, I just stood on those grounds and I made it the opportunity I needed it to be and got where I needed to be. So if Logan is a part of your journey, don't ever discredit what you've done to get there too, right? (laughs) I I definitely have worked my, my butt off, but uh, there, you know, there's just no question about it. However, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I mean, uh, really, that was a huge blow for y'all. Y'all had been building a lot of momentum. You have a lot of new music and material. Your brand and style of the business is really solidified. How many shows did you guys have lined up? Do you even know? Oh, (laughs) man. It was, gosh, I I can't remember. It was somewhere, you know, like 50, which for us, that was a a good, you know, we, we are ones that really like to evaluate whether a show is good or not, you know, it's like, we will, we will show up to a show and not get paid that much Mm -hmm. if the opportunity is amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
but you know, so we, we are constantly because we are so small and because our business is so small and because a lot of it comes out of our own pockets, or at least it has in the past, you know, and it's still, it's still not, you know, like fully paying for itself right now. Like we have to be really, really creative on how to make money and then also, (laughs) uh, you know, be out in the world. But yes, you're right. It was a massive, massive turning point for us because we were really busy and the quality of shows that we had booked were awesome. Yeah. And we're really putting you guys in this position to be a part of the existing creative pipeline for musicians. And when I say pipeline, it's just sort of for me, like a visual depiction of you start as, you know, a solo person, you get in a band, you start touring, you make money, you get to a certain level. But one of the things that you just sort of hit on was you have to, as a creative, end up sacrificing your financial self-worth sometimes for the greater good. And I don't ever want to discredit that from an artist perspective, but I'd love to shed light on that from like the economic perspective that that is really an unfair process for the producers and these organizers to sort of put this financial burden on the artists. And that's something that from my perspective, I'm working really hard on. And so 2020 for me in a weird way has destroyed all of those systems across the board Mm -hmm. in every industry. And there's an opportunity that you guys in particular with Emma's Lounge are taking and connecting directly with your fans and finding other ways. I mean, weren't you hand stitching patches on, you know, beanies and stuff? Uh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so get your Literally. Amazon merch plug real quick. Yeah. <laughs> this morning I woke up at 6.30 and I was like, I got to get this patch on because we got to send it out because some so-and-so is going to get a present. And that's just but that's be the beauty there. of yeah. really disrupting the industry from the way it has been so you can be more successful. And you're taking a class right now too all about, yes. um, what is it, Re- publishing music, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Digital distribution, publishing, and, uh, you know, basically, like, how to align artists with their rights. Um, And And to make sure they receive their financial compensation for those rights, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How to set up that funnel to where it is just apparent, like, when this bar plays your music, you get, you know, you get money, you get paid to set that atmosphere for them. Um, and you know, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we live in a day and age where, you know, a performance rights organization even exists Mm -hmm. for for artists Mm -hmm. because, you know, like I went a long time without really knowing that that existed, (laughs) you know, um, absolutely. And arts in general is such a, an insular world, right? You, uh, could just literally sit in your house and make music and produce all of that without necessarily having to interact with another human. And that is sometimes to our detriment. So I, I think there's a strength with you being able to produce both as an individual and with Emma's Lounge. I've seen you, I feel like, grow exponentially from being able to play in both both worlds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. Well, let's use this as an opportunity to dive a little more into your personal music and I'd love to make sure we talk about, you know, the Profit Family Farm and what you envisioned for that, but maybe kind of segue that through this new musical project you've been working on. Yeah, that it's um, it's funny how closely those two are married right they now. Are. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, it's, you know, so I, I wrote this song, my, my dad passed away in 2018 and it was a big deal. Uh, and the song emerged, uh, the name of the song is The Message. And uh, this song emerged as a way for me to settle down because I was just so mm. raw and so, wow. It was like catharsis, <laughs> an emotional catharsis, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, and it was another, it was, you know, it's amazing how music just shows up and moves through you what you're supposed to hear. And so, you know, I, I think it's Liz Gilbert who talks about how, you know, you should always as an artist, write or create what it is that you need. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and honestly, uh, <laughs> that was exactly this, the message was exactly what I needed in order to be, to be okay with all of all that life was throwing me in that moment. And, and to be at a point now where, um, you know, again, I, I paired up with, with Logan and my friend Wes Kane, who's a, who's a composer and, uh, you know, together, you know, I wrote the lyrics and together we just made this into a song that we're now going to release as a part of a campaign to fund the first phase of, of converting my farm, my family farm to uh, a retreat center and uh, oh, to cool. bear men's sanctuaries and and it's it's no small task it's 80 acres and uh and there's a lot of land management yeah. that has to be that is being sorted out um and that still has to be sorted out and there's uh my childhood family home that that my brother and I grew up in and uh, you know of course we own that property together and uh, you know, he's, he's a veteran and he's wanting to, you know, be able to bring some veterans onto the property and do some classes in that way. And of course I have studied under Cater Brown with rites of passage council, uh, to, to do wilderness guide training and to take people on vision quests. And, and that's, that's probably down the road, but basically sure. I do ceremony and that land itself is very, very healing. And um, it is it is meant to be a container, mm. and it is my belief that as we are uh, heading into this new decade, there's going to be enormous amounts of change. 2020 just simply set the stage. We are. Uh, <laughs> it, it is my belief that we are years in intensity here. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also my belief that you know the balance is born out of the chaos, and that. You know, I feel like for the very first time in my life, things are really lining up to where I can do what I was born to do. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, this whole arc of everything we've just talked about mm -hmm. is such an important archetypal story for all of us creatives, for all of us leaders mm -hmm. who have felt this unrest for so long. I literally am getting goosebumps right now because yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we have been leading ourselves to realizing that corporate world and healthcare. Yeah. You and I both have a commonality in healthcare, mental health and physical health. And those industries are privatized and they're corporatized and people are not getting the help they needed. If if healthcare was run different, we may have never really found our true entrepreneurial artist selves. We may oh. have been really happy in those industries, but 
this world is not working both for humans, for animals, for the earth, and all of that is so apparent. And so all of that journey, this eight, 10 years you've been really wrestling with has led you to this place. And I just want to attest, I have been to that property and I feel the magic. I have been able to experience that personally. I mean, I had to put my cat down earlier this year and you were a huge instrumental part in that process. And it's already just to me, really proven that you are being led for your great potential. So tell me a little bit about what that vision really does look like. You said Bear Moon Sanctuary. I don't know if I'd even heard that name before. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> that surprises me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I'm still, you know, about to launch phase one, but ultimately, um, the house that I grew up in is going to have to be uh, taken down. We'll mm. we'll take all the beautiful things out and uh, and just do a new structure. Yeah. And in that structure, I have a vision for. I have some really big dreams actually, but uh, the the meditation float tanks I think uh, are really important because it's you know it's just so important for us to take time and to be still and to, and to really figure ourselves out. And, you know, life is not perfect and we can't do that all the time, but this is a place that I, I want to offer. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not, you know, $800 for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And that's really specifically from what I understand too, accessible to the leaders, the creatives, the underserved, the women, the individuals who yes. have felt a little on the fringe of society yes. for so long. And who are also trying to go out into the world and make it better. Right. Yeah. You're not necessarily trying to have a resort. You're trying to cultivate really healthy spiritual leadership growth. Absolutely. And and have a safe place for, you know, for us to, to meet um, and so beyond, you know, so beyond, I, like I'm really water for me is, uh, oof, that's one of those mm. elements that, uh, that. <laughs> it is the, she is the master healer, grandmother water. She is the master mm. healer. And, you know, so like to be in her in meditation. And then also we have natural springs that live on the property. And uh, I, I do cold water therapy frequently. Um, and so to be, but I don't have a place that I can fully submerge. I can in my bathtub, but it's just like, eh. it's not the same, right? You kind of want the bath to feel a little more like the homey luxurious, you know, sometimes you need the container, like you said, the physical space to get your head in the right uh, place to receive all of that. Absolutely. And I still take cold showers, but it's just like <laughs> a place to fully submerge. And, and so basically this, I'm going to build down by the springs um, a hot tub or a tub that you can fill up with just the, it's freezing mountain spring water. Uh, <laughs> then, so you can do a cold plunge or, you know, you can build a fire underneath and, uh, you know, get in tune with grandfather fire and have grandfather fire heat up grandmother water. Magic happens in that way. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's a place to just come tune. It's a place for, you know, the next leadership, these people that see that love really is the way and that see that softening really is the way and that see the divine feminine, feminine rising and who are, whether you are male or female, just really willing right. to body her. 
And, and using creativity as as the yes. medium that is pulling all of that together. Um, Absolutely. Yes. God, and we're just going to have to make sure that we keep coming back and revisit this conversation over and over because we've basically exhausted all of our time today. And I feel like we just got started. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew that was going to happen with us, but truly, like I said, what I what I love about where you are right now is you're right on the cusp, and so don't you worry. I will make sure that I bring you back so we can continue to unpack this conversation because watching you find your true entrepreneurial leadership journey is such a pleasure. So really quick before we wrap up, is there a way that you want uh, the people who are listening to connect with you or Emma's Lounge? Sure. Uh, you can, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we would love it, a, a like and a follow. That would be mm -hmm. fabulous. We have a ton of new music coming out and, uh, yeah, that reggae video y'all put out what last week yeah, or whatever. Was yeah. so, fun, so light and <laughs> y'all need a little bit of enjoyment in a really challenging time of life. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, and then my name is is Meg Prophet with two F's and two T's. Heathman, H E A T H M A N. And you can find me on Facebook, and you can uh, send me a, a friend request, maybe with a message, you know, if you want to talk to me for any reason. Um, and uh, yeah, that's you can find me on Instagram as well. Both of those places are fine. So. Perfect. Well, thanks again for being here, Meg. And as always, I am Joanna Patrice Haggerty, and this is In Business with JPH, where we Thank share you, tips. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to share the tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect with me by downloading the Biz Radio app by texting Asheville to 36260. Or find me on Instagram at jph.creative with show suggestions or any questions you might have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.